Welcome back, everybody. We are here for another episode of the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. I'm thrilled. Are you thrilled? I know. Hank, are you thrilled? I'm, I'm, boy, I'm thrilled beyond belief. You know, <laughs> I would, I would love to actually see what you're like when you're thrilled. You know, whoa, hey, I can't believe it, James Arnold Taylor Podcast, whoa, yeah, okay. All right. Thanks. That's that's very nice of you. I did my best. Did you enjoy the last couple episodes? Have you enjoyed being back with us? Yeah, it's been great. Everybody's here. So they're all happy that the show is back and all that. You're getting, you know, on the socials on the socialization might mighty media, social media. I mean, you could be hip like the kids. Do kids say S I don't know. Hey Billy! Yes, Mr. James, you just say social media. Social media the the social meds. No, that doesn't sound right. The social meds. You don't say that? No, that would be very strange, Mr. James. Okay, okay. Well, see, I find that all of you all just, you change the language, you shorten everything down to initials and all. I'm trying to be hip like that. You just keep trying. You're not that hip. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. Thanks, Hank. You know what? I agree with you on that one. So the social medias, yes, have been going crazy. There. Now I'm talking like you. Social media has been going well. Everybody's excited that there's new episodes and we're going to start getting it to where you can ask me questions. In fact, if you have questions, I'll be posting little Instagram things that say, hey, if you have questions for the James Arnold Taylor podcast, put them here and then you post them there. And then the next episode, I will actually answer some of those questions, you see, because today we have a special episode again, Hank. You know, I actually am excited about this because you got to have the second half of your daughter, Lydia Rose Dale, is going to be on and she's going to give the whole back half of her interview with you and I'm excited to see that. Yeah, because you like Lydia. Yeah, she's great. But you're not a big fan of me. No, you're not so great. <laughs> okay. Okay. And Billy, you're all set for this. You don't, I mean, both of you guys, the thing is, is this was pre-recorded, and Billy helped me when we recorded this interview, but you didn't help me at all, Hank. No, I was out golfing. <laughs> could you imagine, Billy, could you imagine Hank out on the golfing the greens and stuff? No, actually, I've been golfing with uh, Mr. Hank before, and he's a very good golfer. He and Mr. Announcer Guy and Jerry the Music Man and all of us, we all went golfing. You guys went golfing? Yeah, you know, we didn't have a podcast to do for the last year. What else are we going to do? We picked up a hobby. <laughs> okay. You picked up a hobby. I'm glad. Well, nobody invited me to go golfing. You know, I'm, well, I'm not a very good golfer, but I like golf. Although I probably couldn't, I'm, I don't know if I'll be able to golf again for a while with this wrist injury. So I talked a bit about my wrist injury in the first episode, which was the second episode of season one, but it's, you know what I mean? This is like Star Wars, A New Hope, episode four and five and six and nine and 12 and whatever. I don't know. So the first episode back, I talked about how I slipped on the ice and I hurt my wrist and we thought it was broken. And at the time we didn't know if it was broken or not. Well, I had an x-ray two days ago and they said they could not see a break, which is good. That's good that they said that, but it is still in a lot of pain, uh, very sensitive. And I think I've ripped some tendons and things. And so it's my left hand, which is good because it doesn't affect my ability to write and stuff with my right hand. And also because I, I'm on the computer and everything, but it's still very painful to do certain things. It's not swollen or anything, but especially at night when I'm sleeping, you know, because you turn and you do things that you know. So I wear a brace, but even then it still hurts. But I don't know why, why I'm going on about, oh, golf. Yeah, I couldn't, I probably couldn't golf with you guys. 
with with this. Well, you wouldn't be any worse than uh, Billy there. No, no, no. I, I'm actually uh, not a very good golfer at all. Okay, well, then you're just like me, Billy. Uh, who's the best out of all of you guys? Is it Mr. Announcer? I kind of picture Mr. Announcer guy would be the best golfer. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty good. His handicap's pretty good. Although, you know, you with your bad wrist, now you've got a handicap there. Okay, yeah, all right, Hank. That's true. But Mr. Announcer guy is, is so Billy, is Mr. Announcer guy better than Hank? Well, well you know, I mean, it's hard to say. They're pretty, pretty much a tie. Wow, okay. That's surprising. But I don't really know. You know, we are so off course. Let's bring in Mr. Announcer Guy. Let's get back on course. Let's finish the interview with Lydia Rose Taylor here. Hey, Mr. Announcer Guy! Yes, James? Let's do this. Cue that music, Jerry the Music Man. You got it, Mr. Announcer Guy! Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it's the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. Talking to myself, the Jetcast Man. Yeah, man! Today, we conclude Jet's interview with his daughter, Lydia Rose Taylor. That would be alert. If I'm Jet, she's alert. Whatever. Whatever, man. Now, here he is, the same guy that's doing all the voices you're hearing, James Arnold Taylor! Ba-dum, bump. Hey, thanks, Mr. Announcer Guy. You got it, man. Can't wait to hear the rest of the interview. I'm going to go now. Okay, bye. Do that. All right. Thanks. Hey. Yeah. So see, because my initials are J A T, James Arnold Taylor. I have the longest name in showbiz, and three first names. And Lydia Rose Taylor. I guess she has three first names too, doesn't she? So she would be alert. She's alert. Alert. She's a. That's very. That's very funny. Okay. She is alert. All right. Hey. Before we do that, though, oh, let's have some water. Y'all. Y'all ready to hear the second half? of Lydia's interview. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you heard the first half. If not, go back and listen. If you're new to the show, welcome. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. And then go and listen to some of the other episodes and really kind of get your feet wet as to what James Arnold Taylor's Talking to Myself, the podcast is all about. I'm a voice actor. I do voices in movies and TV shows and video games and things. I've been the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi for the last 20 plus years. Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank. Titus from Final Fantasy X. Yes, I said Titus. You may say Titus. It's okay. You can say either or. Just don't call him late for dinner. Okay, I did the laugh for you. There you go. Johnny Test, he's totally awesome. I've been the voice of Johnny for, oh boy, uh, gosh, probably 15, 16, 17 years. I don't know how long that show's been out for a long time. As well as Dark Vegan, I will get you Johnny Test. Ooh, toast. He kind of sounds like Mr. Announcer Guy. And Mr. Mittens and The Beekeeper. Many other voices on that show, as well as a bunch of other voices on many other things. Green Arrow, I've been Spider-Man before in video games and such. I've been, uh, oh, I'm, I'm Hiccup in How to Train Your Dragon sometimes when Jay Baruchel is not. I'm also Branch when Justin Timberlake is in Branch in the Trolls stuff, and that's pretty cool. And many other characters. So I've blessed, been blessed to be a voice actor all these years, and this show is just me talking to some of my characters. But sometimes I have special guests. And my special guest is my daughter, and we did the first half of the interview last time. Now we're going to do the second half of the interview. But first, we are going to have some water. Now, so one of the things here on the James Arnold Taylor podcast is you got to stay hydrated. You got to take care of yourself. And my little time that I get with you, however long it is, 45 minutes, an hour, or whatever it is on these podcasts, I like to remind you to do things that are good for you, like deep breathing. 
just all breathe. Let's relax. You got the headphones on or you're listening on the computer or the phone or in the car or wherever you are listening to the James Arnold Taylor podcast, the Jatcast, as we call it. Just relax. Take some deep breaths. Relax. Relax that body. And you need a big beverage, preferably water, preferably room temperature water, preferably nice, clean, crisp water. Let's have some water. Hey, uh, Jerry the Music Man, cue that sounder for the water thing there, Mr. Announcer Guy. Okay, here we go. It's time to drink some water. (sighs) That's good water. (sighs) That is good water. Thanks, Mr. Announcer Guy. Yeah, man. Oh, boy. I hope you're staying hydrated. Sit back and listen. For you now, part two, part deux, of my interview with my daughter, Lydia Rose Taylor. We're picking up from where we were just talking about having a wonderful time at Megacon and then her decisions to go off and stop working with us at the Comic-Cons. This is where we're picking up in the conversation, the middle of the conversation. Here we go. Have fun. I'm guessing we had a wonderful time at Megacon. We did. Okay, Absolutely. Good. good. It was a very hard decision to decide not to come So let's talk year. about that then for the next little bit here of the show, because I want people, you know, a lot of young people listening to the show are your age or about your age or, you know, what have you. And you, you want to listen to my dad go on for like an hour? Really? Anyways, they will want to know. Just your thoughts. I think, so one of my most popular shows last time was when you were on. And it was lovely because everybody really enjoyed hearing you talk. And you were much younger then. I mean, we hadn't, we hadn't <laughs> moved. Uh, this was, it was right at the beginning of uh, all of the pandemic and all right. that. It uh, was a different world when you were on last time, but everybody really enjoyed that. And so now here you are, you've grown up, <laughs> you're still growing up, but you're, you've grown up and you're driving. You've been driving um, for several yeah. years now and you're about to get your own job outside of working for the family. So tell us about that. What, what led to these decisions? What, what is next for you? What are you oh, feeling? Goodness. All of that. Wow. Growing up is a very odd thing. It's, it's, what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, it's odd watching people grow up, obviously, but it's just as odd for us who are actually growing up mm-hmm. because things are changing so quickly. And you go from being someone that's kind of like, oh, they're a kid, they're dismissed, they'll, we'll dismiss them, they'll learn, whatever, to like having responsibilities and to being taken seriously. And the way that you present, the way that you choose to do things and what you're able to do changes, obviously, as well. Like when I was 14, I may have been mature or not, but I couldn't drive. But like now I can drive. It's, it's all of these just really odd things at how quickly everything changes and how quickly in ourselves in these formative years just... Mm-hmm just naturally how we grow up and mature and change. And it's been something that's been really, really special in me being able to see in my friends at least. And I Mm -hmm. hope that they're seeing it in me as well in these past few years, how much we have grown up and matured and changed and look, see the world through new eyes. And in four years, I'll be saying the same thing about me now, you know, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) We all, we all end up having these different, times uh, in our lives and then we look at them and we reflect back and then hopefully we we learn from it now the nice thing about you lydia and you can talk about this as well is that you journal i do um i've kept a consistent journal as in on paper since october of 2019 and before that i journaled relatively consistently but i kept it on my phone and then decided i didn't want my journal on my phone because i just i like doing things by hand better Mm -hmm. i have a written planner 
I just, I enjoy that. I like that you like that because I think a lot of people your age and generations after mine very much do everything on the computer or do it on their phones or their tablets or all of that. And I think that's fine. But I also like, like we like in this house, we like real books. Indeed. Oh, absolutely. And we like writing things down. And, you know, like your mother has a notepad that she keeps at the phone or on her desk, I shouldn't say, because we don't have a phone anymore, which is weird. (laughs) We have our cell phones. And she makes notes when Mm -hmm. she talks to people, you know, who am I speaking to? Okay, great. She writes the name down. Okay. And, you know, she's taking phone calls for things and and work. And you've kind of learned to do the same things and have what I, what I appreciate is that you've grown to have your own appreciation for that and and need for that. See the need for that in your own calendar. Like you have a a actual calendar. Yeah. And my favorite, one of my favorite things is sending out letters to my friends, cards, things like that. My favorite gift is a handwritten note. Like these are the things that just genuinely bring me joy. So yeah, it is definitely something. Why are we talking about this? Where did we get, how did we get here? Journaling. Yes. So I, I journal. And so being able to look back and self-reflection is really, really neat, but completely circling back. I have decided to pursue a full-time job career, really get my, get my feet on. I, since I was 16, Get on your feet. Get, no, get your feet on. Your feet are already, feet. I hate to tell you, but your feet are already on you. Let me just so. check. Oh, they yeah. are. You're right. Okay, good. <laughs> so yeah, since I was 16, I've had a five-year plan that has me fully moved out by the time I'm 21, God willing. And it's something obviously that I've discussed in depth with you. And and why is that important? Do you see, I think uh, this is the other thing that I think is important for people to understand that a lot of times, and for both parents and kids to understand, because I think a lot of times a parent could go, wow, why, why do they want to get out of the house? Why do they want to get away from us? It's not that, right? It's- Oh, if it was that, I'd already be gone. Oh, wow. (laughs) I see. Um, Yeah. I think the idea is kids will either move out by the time, like on my 18th birthday, I'm out of this house or- Well, you know, but the truth is, is it's not that popular anymore. Now it seems like more people are staying at home. And I think that there needs to be a balance of it. You know, you don't want to just stay at home just because. I know you may have one or two friends that are kind of like, eh, live off the parents. It's going to be great, man. Just do whatever. Uh, And you're laughing because you know who I'm talking about. But and hopefully they don't listen to the show. But then you have friends that are like, I'd like to do that, but I don't know. I'm a little nervous or scared or whatever. Well, and you're to- like, I want to do this. I'm confident I'm going to do this. And this is my plan. But I think it's because you've had our support. Absolutely. So there's a lot of conversation that has always gone on since you were very young about like, well, what, what is my life going to be like? Right. And it's easily overwhelming as well, like financially, the thought of moving out, um, mm-hmm. especially so I'm 18, 19. So usually kids my age would be in college. And so not able to pursue full-time work, not ready yet to move out because they're living on campus or living at home and commuting to a school. So it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. for me personally. I chose not to do college. Mm-hmm. My goal in life is to be a wife and a mother. And so far I don't need a college degree for that. So I'm not intending to get one, but I love working. I find joy in it. I've worked consistently since I was 16. And then as you mentioned, I was a child actress and Mm -hmm. model and it's just, it brings me joy. I believe. Sounds very glamorous. (laughs) It's not. Okay. (laughs) It's yeah. I feel like it can often be very overwhelming. It's daunting moving out. It's daunting going from maybe a part-time job and part-time income to having to fully like take care of your own. And I know some parents like 
help you, like you'll pay for your own auto insurance or phone bill or whatever. And however you choose to run your household is fine, but it doesn't change the fact that it's daunting when it's time to move out. Sure. I am a massive planner. Actually, I'm a control freak. I'm working on that. Um, but You're working on that? You're controlling that? You're trying to control that? I see. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's, that's how that works, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, oh, I know. I've lived in this house for <laughs> 19 years. But because of that, mm-hmm. it, I've, I've been planning. And since, like I said, since I was 16, I've been planning financially and setting myself up so that when it is time, Mm-hmm. I don't feel so overwhelmed by it. Now, I think a lot of people would kind of go, well, of course, you know, your family is James Earl Taylor, he's just a voice actor and all of that. It's my own money, That though. doesn't mean that you just had a bunch of money handed to you. Or no. I never had that as a kid. We grew up very, you know, low-income family and such, and we've learned how to learn to save and all of that. And we taught you the same things. You did the whole Dave I Ramsey the- financial planning school stuff and all. But you've learned the importance of money. And how to kind of handle it on your own, right? Yeah. Because I'm a control freak, I like controlling my money. I like knowing where it's going. I like seeing it add up. And I really love consistency. And if you are consistent with it for a long period of time, you will reap the benefits. Mm -hmm. I did go through the whole Dave Ramsey thing. I have always had a positive view of money because of the way that we discussed it as a family growing up, which Mm -hmm. I'm really grateful for. But- I, it, you did not give me really any anything to work with. You would help me, of course. <laughs> I didn't give you anything to work with. That sounds wonderful. So now I just let you get whatever. You encouraged me to work for myself, right? So I've been working since, like I said, I've been working since I was sixteen. I, I well, you, been you away. wanted to start working when you were sixteen. Absolutely. The day you turned sixteen, you applied I said, for I'm I think seven job. jobs. You, I did, yeah, and, and I got four of them, but I kept two of them. Yeah. And then created your own little babysitting empire out here where we live. And you had, had done that for many years and you did some nannying and such. Yeah. So you've worked in the restaurant field as a host and a server and such. And then you worked in retail, retail. and then you were caregiver for a famous celebrity. Yeah, pretty much. No. <laughs> Wasn't that much different from a not so famous celebrity, no. but the less famous Obi-Wan Kenobi. Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, so you've had a plan for a very long time, but that's always been there and it's been important to you. Again, why? So what's the question I have for you in that is why has it been important to have a plan and to go out and to be out on your own? Because I think that there is value in living, I'm trying to choose my words here very carefully. I want to really, I do think this is important, so I want to get it across properly. Mm-hmm. I think that there is value in living independently and learning who you are and what your values are without being told by everybody else or who you're living with what they are. A chance to get on your own ground before, if you're called to marriage, wonderful. If you're called to travel for work or whatever your calling is, if you have a solid base and that time to really focus on God and on your relationship with God, and on building that out, I think that there is something really valuable in having that grounding before sowing yourself into other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I obviously I, I can still do on my own, I, uh, at home rather, is have a strong grounding in your own self 
mm-hmm. and in yourself with God and being aware of that before putting yourself on somebody else or before having somebody else put themselves on you. Yeah, but their burdens, their, their right. lives. Yeah, because living with people, no matter how much you love them or don't, depending on what your relationship is, it does shift the way that you live, the way that you do things. When you get home at night, you know, like it, it just all of these little things you have to take into consideration the people you're living with, mm-hmm. whether it's roommates or your parents or your siblings, it doesn't matter. I believe, at least for myself, it's important to then have that time where your life is not affecting other people in that way and their lives are not affecting yours in that way. Okay. Not forever. Sure. Forever, it's not healthy. But to have that time to ground yourself. Uh, Yes, it is important. And I appreciate that. And we want to make sure that you had that understanding that, you know, you, you got to learn that, that we, I talked about this in the episode last time that life is tricky. Life can be hard sometimes. Life can be a real struggle. And so it's better to learn that while you're younger and able to have help than to learn it when you're forced to be on your own, which, you know, I think that that's generally most parents, they don't want their kids to go through what they went through and all of that. But at the same time, I want you to go through the tough stuff because it'll help you, right? Absolutely. So there's a balance there. And uh, so, yeah, so and there you go. it's biblical. I mean, I yeah, believe. I believe so too. So now let me ask you this then. What is your dream place to live? What do you, what do you want? Do you want a, a big house? You want a, a little apartment? Do you want a, a condo? What do you, you know, what is your, what is your like perfect scenario when you, cause you want to be moved out of this house in what, about a year and a half? That's like correct. That? The goal is by my 21st birthday, I will be fully moved out. So I'm hosting my 21st birthday at my own little place. Mm -hmm. So no boxes, all the pictures are on the walls, everything's set. So I'm giving myself about a year and a half to save up. I am choosing to buy because I feel like renting can sometimes be kind of just throwing away money. And I think that a down payment and putting towards a mortgage, it's a better investment. I'm young. I want to make that investment and then eventually have passive income. So you have to understand how that sounds. That sounds a little like, yeah, I think it's better to buy. And of course, I'm going to be able to buy. We are not talking about you being able to just go out and buy whatever. No. You are saying you want to buy like what, like a a tiny little condo, probably 600 square foot condo. Something very small. You want to be able to do that. And so you're saving for that. Correct. And I want to take pride in the fact that it's mine as well. And that's also something... Like personally, I don't necessarily want to rent. I want to be able to have that and take pride in the fact that I saved for this. And And so let's talk about saving then. You learned from a very young age to do what? 10% to God, 10% to myself. And that was something that you guys taught me. So we tithe 10% to God, but then you said something else very important there. You said 10% to myself. So I'll put that in my savings account. So every time that I would get money in from a very young age, I would put, I would take off 10% and put it to tithing. So give it to church or whatever it was. And then the other, I would put into my savings account Mm -hmm. as I've gotten older and had more expenses because life is expensive. Yes, it is. I've been telling you that your whole life. So expensive. Oh my gosh. Um, Life with Lydia is very expensive. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. That 80% um, gets eaten up very quickly um, Mm -hmm. with other things that are just important like gas or 
eating out or mm-hmm. keeping the lights on, yeah. <laughs> phone bill, things like that. It does, it does go quickly, but I also have my iTunes, own. iTunes, uh, Netflix, music. all those things. <laughs> You know, but, but I mean, realistically, people think about all that stuff now, and it, it's sad that there's so many different things. It all started out as a great idea. Cut the cable, then no more cable, no more satellite, we're going to just stream stuff. And I was one of the first people to do that. And now there's so many streaming services, it's more expensive. Yeah, everybody might as well, and and all of them are adding commercials to them. So you yeah. might as well all go back to just regular yeah. old television. It is so <laughs> cyclical the way it all does this. But so yeah, so you have to save up for all these little things. And right. everything is a subscription now too. It's one of the things that's been very, you know, it's like for years I've talked about on this show about having like a, a Patreon or that type of thing right. where people would would you know give to the support the show and to put it out there but the truth is everybody is paying five dollars here ten dollars there twelve dollars there fifteen dollars oh we're gonna raise it to sixteen dollars mm-hmm. now and and so you add all of those up and you know this from doing your budget through the right. ramsey app the every dollar app and all of that you start to see Oh, I'm spending $172 a month on streaming services and subscriptions and just so I can get this delivered there or that here. It is crazy. So we try to not have, this is at least one place where you can listen for free. It's (laughs) all free. Mm -hmm. So there you go. That's awesome. Yeah. So I I have been saving for a car for years and I'm really beginning to see the, the importance of saving over time. So it actually does something, right? Because when we first started talking about this many years ago and I said, you need to start saving for a car, Mm -hmm. you were kind of overwhelmed by it. And you thought, oh, this is, what's the point? I'm not going to be able to save up enough to buy a car that actually means anything, right? So this is really the point that I think is most important. I have two points, financial points. I enjoy finance because of this world that I've, or not world, even this household that I've grown up in. I I enjoy it. It, it, It's fun. Mm -hmm. But there are two points that I would absolutely stress always. One is easy. Keep your change. If you find change, if you have change, don't like just randomly. You're talking about pennies, nickels, Mm -hmm. dimes, quarters. Mm -hmm. Keep it. Every year I put in, I have like a little reusable piggy bank. You can use a jar, you can use whatever. And at the end of the year, you will be surprised by how much that you have if you keep your change. And let me, let me say this though. You also have to have a good uh, parent that anytime they have change goes, here, you want my change? So you go, you get home well, you don't. and you go to walk upstairs <laughs> If you kept and your change. I leave a little stack of coins for you <laughs> because nowadays I don't really use change as much. But so, but my Doesn't note, matter. my Keep note it. is to everybody that's listening to Lydia's advice is, and when other people don't keep their, take their change. Yes, actually, that is that is true. Because I have friends that don't want change and I, I, I take it and it pays off. So be that person that keeps your pennies. The second thing. So like change in every way. <laughs> so there's, there's multiple <laughs> terms in that. Like change, you have to, because change yeah. is good. Change so change is good. is good no matter what, right? Right. Not always, but okay. The second thing is start saving early. If you know that you want to do something, if you know you want to take that trip to Europe, if you know you want to move out, if you know you need to buy a car, whatever it is that you know you're going to do, start saving a couple years early because it is overwhelming no matter when you start. Mm -hmm. If you start three months earlier, if you start three years earlier, it will be overwhelming when you look at that sum. But if you start putting away small amounts monthly or however it works for your lifestyle, if you start putting money away 
consistently over time, you will be surprised over six months how much you have saved. And from there, we'll be more encouraged to go on from there. Okay. There it is. Advice from Lydia Rose Taylor. Financial advice from Lydia Rose Taylor. Look <laughs> at that. Beautiful. Now, I did something, though, with that. I gave you a little incentive. What? So, I said that what, however much you save up for your car. For the car. I will match that. Indeed. This is the perks of living in the household I do. <laughs> and so, you will double your money. Which I took that and ran with it. My original goal was lower. And then when I realized that he was going to match me, I raised it by a couple thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you've managed to do pretty good. And you're going to be buying your first car in, I think, May? May. And that's, we have a, we have a family car that we have, and that one will be gone in May. And so then you will take over. That's the one you kind of learn to drive on and everything. And so, okay. And then any, uh, any words of wisdom on driving? Cause we could talk about that. Boy, I could talk about young people driving for a whole other show. Although people would be like, ah, I liked James until he started talking about people driving. No, I, (laughs) anyways. Um, okay. Well, so we probably are going to have to break this up into a couple of different episodes. I may break this up into two episodes because you're going for a while, but we're enjoying talking. We're having a lot that we're talking about. So, okay. So what else about all that? Anything else? Any other advice? Um, have dreams. Okay. Don't give up on them because they're overwhelming. Okay. So you're, you have dreams and goals and you, you write them down. Many times, actually, yes. Have you considered uh, this fantastic book called JAT 365, 365 Daily Inspirations for the Pursuit of Your Dreams? I've considered it, but you know, I don't, I don't you really know. You know, the thing is, is, you know, your mother, God bless her, has gone through my book two or three times and and made notes and, and all of that. And you have never even cracked it Ten, open. I've cracked it open. I don't know Ten about years. that. It came out when I was eight. Yeah. Well, you're not eight now. You should be like, you know what, when you first, when you become an adult and you're 18 and all, the first thing you should do is get James Arnold Taylor's book. Uh, Boy, it really helped me. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So, okay. So then you're going to, you're going to move out. You're going to have your own place. You're going to, it's all very exciting for you. (laughs) Not for you. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's exciting for your mother and I, but it's, it's also, it's it's sad. It's scary. It's all of those things for us as well as it is for you. It is for me too, though. Absolutely. Leaving is not like, I'm, I'm excited about it because I do believe it's biblical. I do believe it's good and I'm eager to have my own life. Right. But at the same time, it hurts me just as much. And so let's talk about that for a second though. What are we doing now to prepare you for that? What is it? What is the plan? What are you doing financially right now while you're still at home, but you're working and you're making money? What is it that, what, that I said, cause you actually, I don't know if you remember this, you wanted to move out when you were like 19, which is now. <laughs> but that was also when, when I was younger. younger. Yes. Uh, but, but so what did I suggest? You suggested taking time, a year, two years, whatever. Two years. To act like you are paying your bills doing all of the things, all of the expenses that you would have being moved out, but doing them here, living at home, so that instead of paying that to somebody, you're paying it to yourself. But you're getting in the habit of losing that money when your paycheck comes in. 
So that's also how when you say, boy, I'd really like to maybe buy, be able to buy something, right. you know, a, a, a condo or something. Again, we're not talking about, you know, no. hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars. We're talking about very realistic goals that anybody could really do if they applied themselves to this and, and had a job that paid them enough and they had enough of the ability to save. Yeah. So by living at home for the next you know, two years or whatever the plan was from 18 to 21. Right. You are saving and paying, but you're also but then, now you've created a little like an Excel document mm -hmm. where you know this much goes to my phone, this right. much goes to gas, this much goes to utility, this much goes to rent. So and so you're, one... you're, you're doing it like that. So you're, you're kind of pretending Right. That you're paying these bills, but you're, and it's all going to go into a, a bank account that is your own bank account, but it's savings I, for that. Exactly. So yeah, that one acts as a little bit of a idealistic projected year plan, basically monthly off of what my monthly expenses would be. And so I get used to how much is going to what. And so we've done that research of like how much a water bill here would be for one person in a place like all, the, all those little things the little details all those little details so you can actually survive yes yeah I, well when you're not actually living them it's hard to say so right. i've looked at it's done, important to I've done look my at research. it instead of just jumping out there and just having all exactly. of these unexpected things come up exactly yeah and so i'm sure i mean i don't have to say all of you know how much money that is actually um, and how much you see your paycheck kind of go away so it's a good habit to get into, but the beauty of it is that going to be at the end of these next two years, I'm going to have all of that money back mm -hmm. because it's going to be in a account where I'm going to be able to see it and put it towards something then. So I'm building habits and this was your idea from yes, years ago. I'm so brilliant. Right. Okay. Um, wow. Moving on. <laughs> you have this very well planned out, but yes, we came up with these plans together. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. It's all about communicating, talking, working together, listening. You know, I think it's it, a lot of times it's not popular to like your parents. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it really depends on the house that you're living in as well. Yes. And of course, yeah, everybody's circumstance is different, but I think that the one thing that we've always really tried to do is communicate no matter what right. and to say the hard things to each other and to try to really work through stuff. And we stay up late doing that sometimes. That we but do. the benefit of that is that we understand each other yeah. because generationally it tends to happen where we just, our kids don't understand us. We don't understand our kids. And it's just like, I can't even with you sometimes. You can't what? <laughs> you were speaking a different language was, just then. Yes. I can't even with you sometimes, but, um, it's hard. It is hard to be a parent. It's hard to be a kid. And you can, just like it's hard to be married sometimes, but all of what is the key? Communication. Absolutely. So you communicate and you say the hard stuff and you learn to have thick skin with each other because you understand that, well, this is only coming from love and not to hurt. And that's the other part. That's responsibility for each side is to not say things to hurt, but to say things out of love and understanding when you do say things out of hurt, you then ask for forgiveness and correct and go, sorry, I'm just frustrated. I'm mad or whatever. Right. And that also comes, I would say, putting God first as well is something that our family does well. 
and is able to give us that communication, is able to give us that open dialogue and that true desire in each of us to mm-hmm. have a strong family bond is mm-hmm. because we put so much emphasis on a relationship with Christ first in this house. Yeah, that is absolutely. And, you know, while we say on this show, you you know, you're just a fly on the wall of uh, a Christian guy making his way, or in this case, a Christian family making their way. We're not doing anything other than being an example of who we are and how we are as Christians, you know, because a lot of people would listen and go, well, I'm not a Christian. I'm I'm this, that, or the other. It's like, okay. But it you can take those morals, those ethics, those standards, and apply them to your own life and know that that's really ultimately our goal is to love each other and to love others and to do our absolute best to shine light wherever we can and be a light in dark places. So, yeah. Somebody once told me in regards to our family that we are Jesus-y in not a weird way. <laughs> and that was the highest compliment in my world. Jesus-y, but not in a weird way. Yeah, right. I hope so. Because you know what? Jesus isn't weird Mm-mm. at all. But I think people kind of think that maybe he is because of the way that weird Jesus people have made Jesus to be <laughs> through yeah. the years, unfortunately. And that, that's very sad. Yeah, because it's really just about the fact that, oh, you mean the creator of all things actually became a human being and, and lived and suffered and, and did all the things that we do, laughed, loved, cried everything that we did and then died for us and then came back and took the blame for all of the stuff that we do wrong. It's really that simple. That's what we believe. There's a creator. He created everything. And then he chose to become a human being and endure what we endure. So he could say, I know, I get it. I'm with you. And then here's the other thing. I'm going to wipe your slate clean and and take all of that burden just accept that i am i'm here i am who i said i am and i did what i just said that's all it is it's, it, you know you go um, it's easy it is easy get thro- cast your 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 burdens and your cares upon the lord Indeed. and then let him let him take them and show you the path and the path is not easy that's the other thing that sometimes oh come and find you know oh this wonderful it's gonna be great it's like no that's not true either life is hard no matter what but if you have somebody else who is holding the burden for you and is taking all of that and is accepting you as you are and is not throwing all the harshness back onto you that's a pretty beautiful thing so anyways indeed couldn't agree more so now Lydia what else is there anything else that you would like to talk or say to anybody while you're here on the uh, the worldwide James Arnold Taylor podcast <laughs> talking to myself and no longer talking to myself talking to my daughter mm-hmm. but that's a weird title uh, James Arnold Taylor talking to myself no sometimes talking to his daughter that's too long of a title I so and I can't change that every time you're on to be talking to myself and talking to my daughter but well I'll just talk to myself for you okay that way we have that's it. it's still called talking to myself hello no. Lydia. Anything Hello, else? Lydia. How are you? Oh, I'm good. good. Okay. I'm going to go after James's do job. Your, I don't think you do a very good job. Uh, here. Do, do your Christopher Walken. Come on. She does a great Christopher Walken, but she won't do it. It's okay. It's crazy. Wow. You sound just like Chris Walken. Hey, that was pretty good. Oh, that was me. That was Sorry. you. Um, okay. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to share or say? Goodness. Um, I'm just extremely grateful for this past year and being able to meet all of you guys. 
and to hear how much this podcast has affected you guys, how much my my dad's work has affected you guys. And Clone Wars for me has been the Clone Wars crew has been a family from Matt Lanter to Ashley Eckstein to Anna Graves and all of these people that I've mentioned, Catherine Tabor, T. Bradley Baker, T. Bradley Baker, Tom Kane, Tom, yes. Phil Lamar, oh, yes. T.C. Carson, everybody. They're, they're the people I have counted family growing up. And I, I knew that they were a part of Clone Wars. Of course, that's how we all came together. But it was really, really beautiful to see for all of you guys how much they have affected you. Their performances have affected you. Their time and their care and their art has affected you. Because it's something that they, they, they love and they feel so passionately about. And to see it appreciated... Across the world, we've been all over. We've been all over the United States. We've been in London. We've been in Toronto. We've been everywhere. And so everywhere we go, we get the same response. And for me, who doesn't see Clone Wars always the same way that y'all do, but still has such a deep love for it, it brought me so much joy. So thank you for that. Thank you for letting me into your your Comic-Con world this year to, to Poppy and to everybody that we just named and to all of you guys as well for letting me take part in that. For just a little bit. Pretty cool stuff. Cool stuff here on the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Yes. Thank you, Lydia, for saying that. And Chat we, studio. we do just love and appreciate the fans. And there's really just no other way to be able to kind of express that than the podcast and the Comic Cons and stuff. This is our way of getting out and getting to see everybody. And so uh, next time, I'm going to talk about my movie, Hidden Blessings, which you know quite a bit about because you were involved in it. And you're in it. You're you're an actor in that. I am. That's true. So you did put on your acting cap again uh, this <laughs> last year and performed in my movie, Hidden Blessings. That movie was a, a labor of love. And it's uh, something that is not necessarily out yet for everybody to see, but I've sent it to a few fans. In fact, uh, a lot of the fans we talked about, mm-hmm. I sent them links to it. And, oh, that's and wonderful. sent them private links to it to, to see. Uh, Nathaniel Bins from Australia, who I met at one of the cons here. I'm trying to remember exactly which con it was mm. that we met Nathaniel, but that was wonderful. He and his mom came out all the way from Australia to meet us. And Nathaniel still sends me emails. I sent Nathaniel. He was one of the first people I sent a link to see the movie to. I recall And that. so that was very nice. And there's um, many stories I can tell about Hidden Blessings. And that movie and all of the wonderful uh, time we've had putting it together, that's going to be the next podcast, okay? So tune in next time. Tune in next time for that. Lydia Rose, you've been a wonderful guest here on the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. I Thank, thank you, you for as having always. me. Sure, and you're welcome anytime. And we'll have to do an update and see how your life progresses and see what jobs. We know for a fact that today you are actually texting for, uh, with some right. people at a job that you are hoping, you're hopeful to get this particular job. We, I am we actually. We won't say anything about it. Uh, we'll respect your privacy, Thank but you. it would be a very cool job and hopefully uh, you'll get this job. I've had some wonderful opportunities and this year specifically, I'm looking for full-time work. Full-time in, work. In, in a field that I can build a career out of. Um, yeah. So yeah, I am very excited. God has been very good to me these past couple of months. 
Yeah. People always ask, and you were saying too, like, oh, you know, uh, my wife has never been on it. And right. I, she's just such an introvert. I can't see not, her. Yeah, she is my manager <laughs> and my best friend in the world and my wife of over 30 years. And there's not a chance she's coming on this podcast. But that's My okay. poor mother has to live with my dad and I. And he and I are talkers. <laughs> she never gets a word she in. She never gets a word in. Sometimes she raises her hand <laughs> and goes, I have something to say now. She does. I want to talk now. So please, she will be at these shows this next year. If you are going to see my father in 2024, you will not see me, but you will see my wonderful mother. Mm -hmm. Give her love. Say hi to her. She won't be the one taking the, no. the uh, orders and everything. She'll She's be the just quiet one in the side. Sitting next to me and kind of uh, overseeing everything and making sure everything goes well and stuff. There you go. But no more Lydia Rose. We are very sad. So now normally I record in my studio. Now I have a big studio space and we're up in the upper room of the studio right now at a table and we're recording this here because I usually record the the podcast in the booth, but because right. you're my guest, it makes it easier to be at a table and sit across from each other. And so I'm using the Rodecaster Pro. And that's not a plug for the Rodecaster Pro. It's actually a plug for Matt Lanter, Anakin, because it's his and he lent it to me slash kind of gave it to me because we tend to do this. So Matt and I tend to give each other equipment. So I gave him a big old light kit that I had and then he's like, well, take this. And so, yeah. And then I recently, I, I gave him a camera. He's like, well, let me pay you for it. Oh, it would take me to dinner. It's all that. But so this was his roadcaster that he recorded his podcast with his lovely wife, Angela, on for many years. And so these, there's these little buttons that have sound effects. And so let's just see what this one is. Okay. A little music. Oh, look at that. That's nice. And then, oh, tell oh. a joke. Great to have you here, Lydia. You're here all week. Okay, whatever. Uh, and then, oh, it's it's Lydia. This would be magical. Ah, oh, yeah, she's magical. Okay. Very nice. And there again, there's the applause. And then what's this one? Oh, yes. Correct. <laughs> so, Lydia, yes. Who's your favorite character in Star Wars? I would have to say <laughs> James Anna Taylor. Oh, very good. <laughs> Correct. That's right. Man, I should have been playing with these buttons all along here. These are fun. <laughs> all right. Well, Lydia, thank you for being my guest on the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Uh, you've been wonderful. And I'll see you in, a, I guess, down in the living room at some point. Yeah, sounds lovely. Okay. Thank you for having right. me. This was a blast. Thank you. All right. Goodbye there. Bye. Well, what do you think? I, you know, I think she's a pretty neat person, don't you? Boy, it's fun. I just think it's wonderful to get the perspective of other people, of young people, but also to learn. She can learn from me. I can learn from her. We all can learn from each other. That's the beauty of life, isn't it really? Knowing more than you want to know, know, know what you believe and why you believe it. That's the things we say here at the James Arnold Taylor podcast. And I'm thrilled to have her as a guest. We'll have her back at some point, as I said. Next time on the show, we are going to talk all hidden blessings all the time. I'm going to let you in on that. What is Hidden Blessings? Hidden Blessings is my new film. The Lord willing, it will be coming out somewhere on a streaming service, somewhere, somewhere, sometime soon. I'm hoping and praying. We actually are looking for distribution all over the world. So we are looking into right now distribution for Australia, New Zealand, England, and some other areas of Europe. And so we're hoping to get it out there. It might be on like Australian television. That's what we're trying to get uh, done soon. So if you're in those areas, and I know a lot of you are, 
I know that there are many of you out there. Natalia is one of my fans over there. Natalia, God bless you, my dear. I hope you're doing well. I believe you're in New Zealand. And so hopefully, Hidden Blessings, my film, even though I will not be there, my movie might be there. So next episode, we're going to talk about Hidden Blessings. I'm going to tell you the story of it. We're going to go through the whole thing about it. And we're just going to have a good time. So this time, we're done for now because, you know, you've heard us blather on long enough. And (laughs) here we go. So be tuning in next time. We got more episodes coming up at the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. They're they're on a bi-weekly basis right now. So every other week. So the next one will be coming out soon. And Mr. Announcer, I do that legal mumbo jumbo so we can go on. Talking to myself, the James Arnold Taylor Podcast is a production of Yumigo Inc. Recorded at Jet Studios. Engineered, written, recorded, and produced by, you guessed it, James Arnold Taylor. All voices are parody and should be construed as entertainment only. All music and sound effects used with permissions and licenses through backtracks, digital juice, production tracks, and partners in rhyme. James Arnold Taylor's Talking to Myself, the podcast. Copyright 2024. All rights reserved. Thanks, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Whatever. Nope. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, we get stuck. Thank you for joining me here on the James Arnold Taylor podcast. God bless you. I'm sending my best out to all of you. My prayers, my love, my thanks. Be listening. Be watching on Instagram. I'm going to do some posts on Instagram and possibly on Twitter or X or whatever the kids are calling it nowadays. I'll be asking for questions for the next episode. That's how we're going to start doing some of the questions and answers rather than email at this point. But I appreciate you all, and I'll be watching for you, listening for you in many ways there. And we'll probably be doing a live stream on Instagram soon, too. So watch for that. Thanks so much, and goodbye.